Welcome to the Mentis Podcast. Today we have Scott Maurer with Advanta IRA. He is the Director of Business Development over there, and he is going to give us a little bit of background information on self-directed retirement accounts. I know this is a bit of a technical topic, but Scott, I am happy that you are here to help, uh, you know, kind of get us through it. Yeah, no, Nick, happy to be here. Yeah, it is a little technical. It's a little bit dry at times, but it's an important really financial tool for people who are looking for for different ways to invest, different ways to diversify. Uh, This is definitely something that's important to know and understand because you're not going to hear this topic from your financial advisor, your brokerage advisors, people like that. So you you have to look outside of it. So hopefully we can give uh, people a little bit more information today about kind of really what what self-directed IRAs are. Well, our audience is already, uh, you know, a, a bit more advanced and they are uh, you know, already thinking about what to do with their money. So we're not we're not starting from ground zero, you know, where, uh, you know, people aren't even thinking about retirement. Uh, but for and maybe the folks that are out there uh, that haven't even considered uh, retirement, maybe we start, you know, kind of from from the building blocks, if you if you would. And, you know, can you can you kind of give us a an idea of what is a self-directed retirement account and why would somebody want to use it? Sure. So a self-directed IRA, it's important to understand is kind of, it's somewhat of a marketing term, right? So self-directed means obviously you're in charge and an IRA is an individual retirement account. So these are accounts where, you know, these are retirement accounts, traditional IRAs, Roth IRAs, et cetera, where people have the ability to control what investment and what type of an investment they wish to make using those retirement funds. So people who have IRAs, they've built up old 401k funds, over the years, you need to have a place to invest that money. A lot of people associate their IRAs with the stock market, mutual funds, maybe a CD at a bank, but there's really a lot other things that you can do with those funds that the IRS permits you to do. And that's where self-directed IRAs come in, where you're not limited to what your brokerage firm, what your mutual fund company is allowing you to invest through their platform, but you're investing in assets that are allowed by the IRS, regardless of you know where they may be held and, and which custodian is going to hold them. Um, and that's really what the genesis of a self-directed IRA is. You are choosing what type of an investment, not necessarily what, what investment within a certain asset class. And that's where people will see, hey, I have a self I have a self-directed brokerage account. Why why would I need you at Advanta? Well, the brokerage account is self-directed because you're choosing from stocks and mutual funds. You don't have the ability to invest in real estate, uh, you know, rental properties, syndications, private loans, precious metals, startup companies, all the different things you can do within a kind of truly self-directed account. Um, and that's really why, why we exist is because those brokerage firms and banks won't hold these assets, even though the IRS will allow you to, they just choose not to do it. So in, in really simple terms, if somebody has a retirement account and they want to look at alternative investment options, real estate, uh, they want to look at private loans or any of the other ones that you just mentioned there, they can actually use their retirement accounts to invest in those uh, investment vehicles rather than just relying on a typical stock portfolio. And to do that, they need to place their money with a company like Advanta IRA, uh, or there's other ones out there, of course, but with your company, what is the, I guess, what is the process of moving the money over and, and then investing it into, let's say, a real estate investment? 
Yeah, the, the process and the thing that's important, maybe this is one of the main reasons why brokerage firms don't don't handle it. There is there is some paperwork involved, um, not only in, in getting the account established, it's it's you know completing paperwork to establish basically a bank account, same same kind of information. Uh, the first step is we collect you know, your personal information, you designate your beneficiaries, and then additionally, as part of that account starting process, uh, you let us know where your funds are currently located. Uh, if they are in an IRA account, uh, like I said, a traditional, a Roth, or a SEP IRA with a brokerage firm, uh, we can pull the funds uh, via a trustee-to-trustee transfer. Uh, you fill out a form that we submit to your brokerage firm to ha- have those funds moved. Uh, or if it's like an old 401k, an old 403b type plan, you know, a plan you had through a prior employer, uh, it's similar mechanism. It's called a direct rollover. Uh, but that is a process where the client has to initiate the movement of funds in that scenario. Um, both transfers and, and direct rollovers, though, they're tax-free events. That's important to understand because people will talk to their advisor and say, hey, I want to use some of my IRA funds to invest in, in a real estate syndication. And their advisor says, well, if you do that, it's going to be taxable to you. You're going to have penalties because the advisor thinks that the client is pulling the money out of the IRA as a distribution, as opposed to either doing a transfer or a direct rollover where the funds are staying underneath the you know tax protections that the the IRA uh, you know, the IRA umbrella offers. So it's really a mechanism: starting the account, funding it with a transfer or a direct rollover, again tax-free movement of money, and, it, and those can be done in any amounts. It's not a requirement that you move your entire account. And then the next step from there is telling, uh, in this case, telling the, your custodian, in this case, Mana, who, what, who, and who, you, who, and what you want to invest in. You know, what is it? What's the project? And our role is to make sure that all of the investment documents reflect your IRA account as the owner of that asset, so that all of the tax repercussions, all of the income that's generated, all flows back to your IRA without any tax uh, consequence to you. So again, when your advisor tells you this is going to be all taxable to you because your advisor doesn't understand that you're simply opening up an IRA with a firm that will allow you to make this alternative investment and keep the tax shelter that the IRA provides. All right, so just for an example purpose, somebody has a half a million dollars in their retirement account and they're invested in mutual funds in the stock market. They decide that they wanna invest 50 or $100,000 into a real estate uh, investment uh, and they would then keep their money in the, the IRA umbrella, but they would just open a new account with you and transfer the money to that new account. And then that account, which is still an IRA, is then invested by that investor uh, into that real estate holding. So the money is not actually coming to the investor uh, person. It's never going to the investor's personal account. It's still giving you that tax-free transfer that that's required by the IRS. Is that correct? Yeah, big, great, great synopsis. Exactly. Yeah. You, you are only taxed on your IRA funds when you personally receive that money. When you, when you get a check or a wire sent to your personal bank account, that's the point at which it becomes taxable. So as you just said, someone has a half million dollars in their retirement account, they want to use $100,000 for an upcoming real estate deal. When they're filling out the paperwork with us, they can just indicate, I only want to move $100,000 over. Uh, we assist in that transfer process. Uh, and then you can leave the rest of your money invested where it's at and simply have this second IRA account uh, that's invested in in an alternative asset. So the what IRS, happens? Yeah. yeah so the, IRS, the IRS doesn't matter, care how many different IRA accounts you have. You're allowed to move money between them all. Okay. So 
but you know, I, there's there's a lot of things to unpack here. So when let's because we're a real estate company, uh, you know, we can talk more specifically about that. Uh, when somebody invests in real estate with their self-directed IRA account, where do the profits go? And are they able to get the depreciation benefits that come with real estate? So the profits, if your IRA is the investor, uh, the profits must flow back to your IRA account. So those monthly or quarterly dividends or rents or whatnot, those all have to flow back to the IRA account. The IRA, generally speaking, does you don't pay tax on that money going back into the IRA. So generally speaking, the IRA does not or is not able to take the benefits of depreciation and because it doesn't need it, things like that. Because yeah, because it doesn't need it because it's not paying any tax on the income. So IRA investors should be less focused on depreciation when they're looking at real estate investments and more focused on cash flow. Uh, and when when somebody invests that money and that asset sells, it's sitting in your Advanta IRA account. And then what happens? Are they able to go to a new investment? Can they just move it back into the stock market? At what point... Uh, you know, does the investor have to close that account? Yeah, great question. So when we have a lot of clients who maintain multiple IRA accounts, you are, again, free to move money between IRAs as often as you'd like. So if you make your initial investment and you're getting back rents or dividends each month or each quarter, as those kind of accrue in your account with us, you can transfer that cash back to a brokerage account, if you wish. Um, you could leave it with us and invest it into another piece of real estate or another real estate deal. Um, when that project that you've you've moved you started a self-directed IRA to invest in a specific project, that project uh, sells, it hits its end date, cash is returned to your account. It is completely up to you. I, you can take that money, put it into you know another deal or two that that come along on the real estate side, or you could transfer that money back to a mutual fund company or brokerage firm. There is there is no restriction on what really what your options are, and that's the the beauty of the account is you really have the complete freedom to do what you wish with it. And what about other retirement vehicles? It can can somebody with a four hundred one k or uh, you know that let's say they're let's say they're an IRA account. Uh, is there any restrictions on on what they can invest in? You know, is it can you give us some you know more uh, broad uh, you know I guess is there anything that we should be aware of uh, on the technical side to make sure that we're not getting in trouble with the IRS? Yeah, I think there's there's two two kind of components to your question. One is really I think understanding what types of accounts you could use to be self-directed. And really, any any type of IRA can be used, and any prior employer's plan, like like I said, an old 401k, an old 403b, et cetera. The only restriction on accounts that you can use is people who have current employer plans. So you, the 401k funds you have are through your current employer. They may limit your ability to use that money while you are still employed there. Um, that's something they're they're certainly permitted to do. Um, that's that's kind of what like I said one component to the question. The other component, as far as restrictions on what you can and can't invest in, the IRS when they created IRAs back in 1974. So there's only a couple different things that you cannot do within an IRA account. So re regardless of who your custodian is, you cannot invest in life insurance. And you cannot invest in collectibles. Those are the two prohibited asset classes. So collectibles, you think of like antiques, artwork, things of that nature. Um, and then the other area where they restrict is your IRA uh, cannot make an investment where any disqualified person uh, is involved and would benefit 
uh, from that investment. So the disqualified persons for your IRA include yourself, uh, your spouse, uh, your uh, children and grandchildren, your parents and grandchildren, and in any business or entity that those people own. So your IRA, for instance, cannot buy a rental property on the beach that when it's not rented, you decide to go use personally. That, that would be a prohibited transaction. Um, your IRA cannot lend you money. Um, you, you, know, you cannot lend money to your IRA, things of that nature. So there's some restrictions, again, no life insurance and no collectibles. And then there's some restrictions on what we call kind of self-dealing rules with the IRS. But when you're dealing with third parties, um, especially on real estate deals, and you're not intending to get any, any use out of it, again, there's really no restriction on, on what you can do in that realm. So a lot of flexibility, but still got to operate within the boundaries of, of what an IRA is. And, and that's where your company, Advanta IRA, is able to help assist in making sure that people are not, uh, I guess, doing anything that, that would be a stumbling block for, uh, or that would be a taxable event for their IRA. What you guys are not, though, is financial advisors, and you guys are not saying, oh, you should make this investment in XYZ real estate company. It, it's simply helping the investor, uh, really that third neutral party, just helping that investor facilitate paperwork, making sure the tax documents are correct, and holding their account. Yeah, Nick, I think you hit the nail on the head there. So yeah, our, our role in the process is to make sure that your funds are flowing properly from your previous custodian to us, so that there's no tax consequence. We're making sure the investment paperwork is completed in a manner that, again, is not going to trigger any tax consequence uh, to you because the investment's being held in the name of your IRA. But yeah, we're very upfront about it. We don't do due diligence on the investments. You know, Our role, if you bring us and say, hey, I would like to invest in this particular project or this particular deal, again, our role is to look at the paperwork to make sure that it's titled properly and then make sure you as the client approve it basically go off and you know go through the documents and initial each page indicating you've reviewed and approved and accept all the terms of that particular investment uh, and at that point we we finalize the investment uh, we then act as a custodian coming money coming back in and deposited to your account from the income uh, we take care of all the irs reporting but yeah, as far as financial advisors that's something we don't do so we encourage people to use other Again, do your own due diligence or, or find other professionals who can help you evaluate uh, investment opportunities if that's something that you think you need assistance with. Because, you know, we, we can go through some of what the prohibited transaction rules are and go through those, some of the tax consequence uh, issues. But uh, as far as advice, that's something we, we don't do. Okay. And for all of that work, what does it cost? It's got to cost something. It does. So we, we're, we're, not, we're not a nonprofit. Uh, so we uh, our fees, though, are record-keeping fees. That we are not commission-based. We're not a percentage of the assets under management. Uh, it's a, there's a $50 one-time setup fee. There's a $95 transaction fee when you make an investment. So again, going through that paperwork and making sure it's titled properly and making sure you approve of it, it's a $95 fee. And on an annual basis, we charge a flat $295 a year uh, for each investment that we hold. So if you do hold several, in, several investments, it might be $295 in, in multiples. Um, but that's our annual fee to receive the income into your account. Uh, if there's any expenses that need to be paid relative to that investment, they, those get paid out of that, that 295 too. That's included for us to, to cut those checks and hand, certainly handle all of the IRS reporting as well. So it's you know about 150 bucks or so to get an investment made and get your account open and then a little less than 300 bucks a year for us to hold the investment and take care of all the reporting going forward. 
regardless of what size, is there a minimum requirement on how much money people can can invest? There's not a minimum. I mean, we have our minimum fee. The lowest fee we have for an annual fee is, is $200 a year for people who are between, I think, uh, less than $15,000 total value of an account. Um, but if you're willing to pay our fee, it does. we don't have a minimum. There are some, some clients over the years who started with just a thousand or two thousand dollars, and were willing to pay us two hundred bucks a year because they were, you know, turning that money over several fold, you know, to get started, and the tax benefits outweighed any fees they were paying us, and certainly they were they were getting those returns. But uh, the two ninety five a year charge per asset, it could be a fifty thousand dollar asset, it could be a five hundred thousand dollar asset. Uh, it's the same fee, uh, same fee because we're doing the same work either way. It's just the flexibility is there for whatever the investor is looking to do, it, whether it's real estate or private loans, it doesn't matter as long as it's within the IRA account and you're you're able to uh, you know keep your investment moving forward. And this I would I would assume probably for more of the active folks, um, you know, probably people who are a little bit more astute or or, or working with somebody who is helping them make these investments. Uh, but in today's world, I mean a lot of things going on in the stock market. I mean what what are you guys seeing? Are you guys seeing uh, more transactions on the self-directed side? Is it becoming more popular? Or, you know, is there, um, is there, you know, kind of in down economies, a, a, a surge towards this? Or is this kind of just uh, kind of always been in the background and people are just, just, uh, you know, hearing about it a little bit more now? Yeah, I think over the past, I mean, we've been growing pretty steadily as a, as a company over the last decade or so. Uh, I've been with the company for 17 years. We've had a pretty steady and even so far earlier this year, we've seen a huge uptick in business. Um, ironically, even when, when the stock market doesn't do well, our business does dip a little bit. I'm not sure you would think the opposite would occur, uh, but I think when the when the market when the market really has its uh, strong turns, you know, back for instance, I can think just a couple of years ago when for when COVID uh, first started, I think all businesses everywhere had a huge dip as people kind of froze and, and weren't sure what to do. Um, so when the markets dip, I think we see a little bit of dip in business until people kind of collect themselves and figure out kind of, okay, what's my step going forward? And that's the point at which you'll, you'll see, um, you know, so we, so we see an increase in business, but overall, more, more and more people are becoming aware of this, more people like yourself, Nick, are helping spread the word as well. Um, and so we're obviously starting to reach more people um, through different contexts. So it's not just them finding us, it's they are finding people who know about self-directed IRAs and then being able to kind of connect them um, with the right person to answer their questions. So yeah, people are becoming more astute. Um, some people just get more you know, frustrated by the market, uh, whether it's whether it's a huge downturn or whether it's just the, the daily up and down and, and they don't they can't seem to win, you know, when they're, when they're looking at their account statement. Um, I can't, I didn't see, I can't pick a winner, a good stock, a good mutual fund. They're always up, they're always down. I can't figure out why. That's what then attracts people to a self-directed account where if I'm investing in, say, a real estate project, it's consistently, you know, eight, nine, 10 percent return year over year, uh, maybe a little bit of bonus at some point. Um, that makes more sense because uh, at least they know they, they they understand it more. I think people understand real estate more than they do the stock market in general. Uh, and the consistency and just a consistent return uh, is what's attractive to people, at least get some of their money out of the stock market and, and into something different giving that more diversification. And I'm sure people in today's world, I mean, we're, we're here in April of 2023, we, we have news of bank runs and some banks are failing. What gives people the confidence in choosing their custodian? Like, why do we know that Advanta IRA is not going anywhere? How do we know that our funds, if they're just sitting there and they haven't been invested, 
will be there whenever we're ready to, to invest them. Yeah, well, I think as long as you make sure your custodian is an approved custodian, in this case, we're an administrator, we work with a custodian, a Mainstar Trust, they're a non-depository Kansas trust institution that is you know, subject to Kansas banking regulators. Uh, so audited, obviously the state audits them, they in turn audit us. But I think one thing that's important to note really for all IRA accounts, any cash that you have in an IRA uh, is insured up to $250,000 through FDIC. Similar, you get similar protection on checking accounts and bank accounts. So you get that. If you have cash just sitting with an Advanta, you're going to have $250,000 of FDIC protection as the cash is just sitting there. When you take that cash and place it into investment, that's FDIC does not cover that. So that is where you'd want to make sure that you are, uh, that the investment you're making has the proper protections. You understand the risk uh, of, of that particular investment because FDIC doesn't cover that. But the cash is certainly protected. We maintain fidelity bonds up to, I think, two or $3 million per account for any wrongdoing. Uh, within you know employees or otherwise within the account, so certainly clients are protected. Uh, but again, the FDIC actually covers any IRA anywhere, not just those who helped with us. And that sounds like you know Advanta IRAs got got it all set up. And you know, I I think that the other part of this though is the customer service and being able to ask questions because we've covered a few scenarios here, but there's so many nuances to everybody and. Uh, and they're in retirement accounts or plans for life, who can help just the random uh, investor that I guess might be calling a real estate company out of the blue? Uh, you know, they, they don't know the real estate company other than maybe just seeing them online. And then they're just now relying on, I guess, strangers to help them kind of facilitate this information. You know, what what can Advanta IRA do to like kind of or what do you guys do to make sure that people are getting the answers to their questions? Are you guys on the phone or do they just have to go to the website? No, it's, it's certainly both. So we try to give, I personally as director of business development, want to try to get as information out in as many different ways as possible. Um, so we do, um, we do one or two webinars a week, uh, live webinars. And uh, sometimes they're on, you know, basic self-directed IRA concepts, but in many cases we do bring in, uh, guest speakers to talk on you know their specialty as it relates to self-directed IRAs, whether that's a you know a syndicator, a CPA, an attorney. Um, it doesn't matter. We we like to bring in uh, different people, so we do one or two events a week uh, that feature uh, a unique topic uh, to bring people in to get them informed. Um, certainly, though, I think even with the webinars, even if I were to do a basic self-directed IRA class to thirty people, um, I'm going to get a couple questions. But then a lot of people do. It's there, you know, I can talk about transfers in general or rollovers in general and the process in general, but everybody has their unique situation. Okay, my account is held with this firm and this type of an account. I just want to make sure how that works. That is where we spend a lot of time on the phone. Um, you're reaching out to us. If somebody prefers to email, we can email back and forth, um, but we're always available. That's kind of our commitment is really on the education side uh, to get people properly informed. And then also on the customer service side to get their proper questions answered. And, and that even extends to once we get an account opened, all of our accounts get placed with one person in our office. You get a dedicated account manager who will help you with anyth anything you need regarding your account. So we're always available to answer those. Yeah. Cause like you said, everybody's situation is unique. Um, you know, I, I can obviously know a little more general, but people want to ask, ask their specific questions and, and that's what we're here for. Well, that's good to know that you know people are able to just pick up the phone. It's it's nice to still talk to people, and even in this modern age, absolutely. Uh, you know, I I know that 
you had mentioned that this is a bit of a dry topic, but it's it's important to, for people to know. And you know, the the options for your retirement in in a way should be kind of boring. They that way they're growing and they're there for you when uh, you're ready to start drawing down on them. And you know, I think for the people who are willing to kind of step out of out of the norm and diversify a little bit, that these are these are great options. Uh, there's great options out there, certainly in the uh, the real estate um, in the real estate world. There's definitely funds out there, um, real estate funds that are able to be invested in. Uh, and then we had named a few other different types of investments. But really, I think that I think the takeaway here is that a lot of people have a lot more access to capital than they might might think they have. I mean, if if you're looking at minimum requirements on deals that they're looking at are maybe a hundred or two hundred thousand. And there might be that amount sitting in their retirement accounts. And I appreciate you kind of helping people understand how they can gain access to some of those funds. Yeah, I think so. that's kind of, we talk about the motivators. You know, obviously the stock market can be a motivator, people wanting to, to diversify and, and at least get some money out of that market. But another big reason, and like you just mentioned, Nick, is they see an investment opportunity and they need, and they, I, I can't miss this investment opportunity. It's a great thing. I got to find the money to do it. They either have that money in an IRA or 401k and, hey, that's just a perfect vehicle, or you know, they may have some of that money in savings. But if they're putting their money into something that's kind of illiquid and maybe a, a three to five year you know, investment period, they may not want to put their savings account into something like that because their savings account is there for you know, medical emergencies, job loss, things of that nature. But with their IRAs and 401ks, most people don't intend to touch that money until you know, they hit retirement age. So that's why I think IRAs and foreign, they really is a great investment vehicle for those types of assets. So that, so for some people, the motivator isn't the stock market. It isn't even the tax benefits. It's, I need to make this investment. I don't want to miss out on it. Where's the money I have that I can use to do it? And there you go. A lot of people have access to it. They just don't realize they do. And there's people like yourself and Ben IRA. There's other custodian, custodians like we had mentioned, but um, there's there's people to help make sure that you're not uh, you know, fumbling the ball and and then having an IRS consequence, which none of us want. So uh, correct. Yeah, there's there's a couple of cases that happened over the years where that's happened. People have just taken money out of say, oh, I can buy real estate with my IRA, and they just take the money out of the other account and they buy it. And they try to title it in a certain way, and then they find out later that they needed a custodian, they needed somebody actually assisting them uh, to make sure those those steps are properly followed. And like I said, that's that's what we specialize in. Any regulatory uh, potential issues in the future? Is Congress considering any changes to any of these, uh, any of these rules allowing people to invest with their self-directed accounts? Um, well, largely the rules have gone un un unchanged. For, I mean, they make little changes to IRA rules in general, like the amount you can contribute does index for inflation every couple of years. Uh, they've changed the required minimum distribution age, you know, the, the point at which you have to take money out. There has been some talk over the years every now and then about making some, putting some other restrictions on the self-directed assets, but anytime that's ever been really mentioned, it's been shot down pretty quickly. Okay. Um, so, you know, I would say it's something we keep an eye on. It was, a, it was about two or three years ago, they actually proposed that in one of the bills um, that they were going to clamp down on some of the different types of investments you could make and, and limit um, those private equity type investments. And then, like I said, it, that was in the first draft and it never made it to any further draft after that. And the bill itself didn't even pass. So, uh, yeah, we, we saw that reacted to it. The whole industry did. And, and it, you know, people, again, 
people think the self-directed IRA, you know, there's people, some people in Congress think it must be only for the, the rich because they use the examples of, of Mitt Romney or, or PayPal founder Peter Thiel, who took their Roth IRAs and really just supercharged them with some um, unique investments that they had. Um, but yeah, those are the definitely the outliers. There are many average people who just, you know, they worked for the school system for a number of years, they have a half million dollars, and they want to be able to take advantage of some of these other opportunities. And that that's what the self-directed IRA allows them to do. Uh, and that was kind of the genesis of our pushback to to Congress at that time and who we reached out to. Like I said, it was it was defeated pretty quickly. It's just meant to be another avenue for the for for, for normal working and and uh, you know I guess really hardworking individuals who are out there uh, that that are are just looking to have a good retirement. I, I think that these are great options. I'm, I appreciate you kind of unpacking it for us a little bit here. And uh, if we have any folks that are, uh, you know, interested in getting in touch with you, what is the best way for them to kind of learn more and, and reach out? Sure. You can reach out to me um, at our website, obviously, advantaira.com. You can call me directly. Uh, it's 800-425-0653. And my direct extension is 1123. Um, so just, yeah, reach either go through our website. You can find us there. Look at, look at what events we have coming up or just give us a call directly. So we can walk through, like I said, your unique situation. Well, I appreciate it, Scott. I hope that you have a good rest of your day. And if anybody is looking to, uh, you know, explore this self-directed option, certainly give them a call and, and maybe give them a, a consideration for your next investment. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks. Thanks.